Christmas several years ago. My grandparents gifted each one of their grandchildren with the book, God's Christmas Promise, which to my great delight was a recordable book. When I opened it up, I heard the voices of my grandma and grandpa telling me the familiar Christmas story. Each year, I open that book up at Christmas time and I listen to my grandparents teaching me and my family about Jesus' birth. I treasure this book for a number of reasons. Well, my grandparents are both still living. My grandma has pretty severe dementia and oftentimes I don't know if she recognizes me and it can be kind of hard to follow a conversation with her. When I hear her voice reading me the story, I can close my eyes and remember how she was when I was growing up, how vibrant and sharp she was. And I know that she still has all of that love for her family. And even after my grandparents live into the fulfillment of the promise of the resurrection, I will still get to hear their voices. The voices of two people who have been and still are so influential in my life. Each year during the season of Easter, we celebrate Good Shepherd Sunday, recognizing that Jesus is our Good Shepherd. Jesus refers to himself as the shepherd throughout the Gospel of John, leading the sheep that go astray, protecting them from the wolves. Now, we of course are the sheep. Sheep have often been labeled as stupid or dumb creatures, and there's definitely debate within the scientific and agricultural communities on whether or not sheep deserve this label. We do know that sheep tend to be flock animals who have a tendency to stick with other members of their flock, and that over the centuries, shepherds have guided them to clean water and food sources and protected them from predators. In John's Gospel, we hear these words. At that time, the festival of dedication took place in Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I have told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me, but you do not believe because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What my Father has given me is greater than all else and no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. A couple of weeks ago, we had a birthday party for my daughter. Two of her cousins were there and all of the kids were outside playing. All of a sudden, we heard crying, of course. My sister-in-law and I both listened for a moment and then she said, well, that's my kid. Parents know the sound of their children's voices. We know the sound of their cries. I could distinguish my children's cries even at the hospital shortly after they were born. And children do know their parents' voices, even when they choose to have selective hearing. Most people have fairly distinguishable voices, and hearing the voice of a loved one can bring peace and comfort to them. Jesus, in this passage from John, is telling those around him that he knows his people, and his people know him.
And yes, when we hear the voice of God, there is no doubting it. For me, the one time that I heard the voice of God, it was distinct. It was like this interesting combination of thunder, but also overwhelming peace and certainty. I knew God's voice, even though I had never heard it before. Jesus tells the Jews that he gives his sheep eternal life. They will never perish and no one will snatch them out of his hand. Each week we welcome all who come to worship just as you are, for who you are, meeting you where you are at, because that is what Christ does for us. Jesus does not say that his sheep have to earn this eternal life. Jesus doesn't say that we have to feel a certain way, say a specific prayer, have some radical experience, have a whole lot of accomplishments, or even be completely free from doubt. To be good enough to be a sheep of his pasture. Jesus instead tells us, you are mine. You belong to me already. Nothing and no one can take you away from me. When we talk about our hope overflowing, I can't imagine what could be more hopeful than being told, you belong to Christ. And absolutely nothing can take that away from you. There's an old saying that nothing is guaranteed in this life except death and taxes. Well, unfortunately, I can't bring a whole lot of hope for the taxes part. However, through the promise of the resurrection, we do have hope that death is not the end for us. In the book of Revelation, we hear these words. These are they who have come out of the great ordeal. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason, they are before the throne of God and worship Him day and night within His temple. And the one who is seated on the throne will shelter them. They will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them nor the scorching heat. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. And He will guide them to springs of water of life, and God will wipe away every tear from their eye. Now, imagine what kind of hope you might have when faced with your own death, when faced with the death of a loved one, if you don't have the promise of the resurrection, if you don't know the voice of our shepherd, who has promised us that he will be with us through the darkest valleys and lead us beside still waters. There's nothing. There's a darkness, a void, no hope, no promise, no eternal life. That sounds awful. And I wonder, how does healing come? Where's the sense of adventure for our, the next step of our journey? Where's the comfort and peace? This, this is why we have hope in Christ. This is why we listen for his voice, because his voice brings comfort and peace just as the voices of our loved ones do. Even when life is hard, when loss happens, when disease eats away at those we love, we know that there is promise. 
There's so much hope, hope overflowing because of Christ's death on the cross, his triumph over the grave and his resurrection. We have been given the promise that nothing will snatch us out of Christ's hand and that death is not the end. We are promised that we will know Christ's voice, that Christ knows our voices, and that we belong to Christ now and always, just as we are. We have nothing to prove because Christ died and rose again for who we are right now. That is the good news of Christ. Thanks be to God for it. Amen. This next week, I encourage you to take a deeper look by journaling about, meditating on, or talking about these questions, either by yourself or with another person or a small group. The first, if you've heard the voice of God before, what did it sound like to you? And if you have not, which is totally okay, what would you imagine it to sound like? And second, what is it about the resurrection story and the promise of eternal life that brings you comfort and peace?